welcome to the Ethicist Corner. Great, thank you, Michael. It's wonderful to be here. Thanks for having me. It's exciting. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks, Michael. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. The Ethicist Corner, a new podcast brought to you by the Kegley Institute of Ethics. All right, welcome everybody. Uh, welcome back to the Ethicist Corner. Uh, this is a very special episode. This is our uh, season one recap episode. And uh, our producer, Norma Hernandez, is on the line as well. Hello, everyone. <laughs> so Nor- Norma uh, does a, a lot of great behind the scenes work uh, on the podcast and is also the, the voice of the podcast, the opener and closure that you hear every episode. I guess the first thing I want to say is just thank you to everybody for listening to our first season. It's been an adventure. We've been exploring with the format. We've had a lot of great conversations and we appreciate your support. It makes it all worth it. And it's really, really been fantastic. We we love hearing from you too. So yeah, um, especially shout out to all of our international people. We see you people from Belgium and Mexico and Vietnam and the UK like, thank you yes. for listening. <laughs> yes. I think we had somebody from the Netherlands or something. At some oh, point yeah. Too. Netherlands. Yeah. We're going everywhere. Yes. So Ethicist Corner has gone global. It's official. <laughs> uh, first thing I would say, actually, congratulations to Norma. Norma is uh, graduated. So congratulations, Norma, on your graduation. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yes. It's a major accomplishment. And what was your, what, what was your degree in? Uh, communications with an emphasis in journalism and a minor in political science. And you are working for KGET now, correct? Yes, KGET as a part-time producer, hopefully turning into full-time. Hopefully they don't hear this. Um, and, <laughs> and also part-time here working at the Kegley Institute. Yes. All right. Well, awesome. And on to, uh, you'll be doing great things. You already are doing great things. I'm sure you'll do more great things in the future. Thank you. So uh, Norm and I were wanted to talk a bit about highlights of the season for us, um, just kind of moments or guests or pods that we felt, you know, we, we had a good time with and wanted to call out. So Norma, what's, what's a, a highlight or two on your list? Um, well, I have five, but I'll, I'll just start with the first one. Um, and that was our very first podcast uh, with uh, Chief Lyle Martin you know, getting to know him a little bit more and how he gave us like a behind the scenes of leadership in his role. Um, I also thought it was really amazing that he was a nursing student. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, I I think you even said you didn't even know that. I did not know that. Like, (laughs) that, that was something that I really found interesting. And he was just the way he talked about how seriously he took like usually, you know, you see like in movies, like people just, you know, signing their name, like, oh, I need you to sign this. I need you to sign that. Mm-hmm. I remember something that he said where he was like, I take very seriously what I sign. Like I have to make sure what I'm signing is what I agree. And I think is the best, you know, whatever he needs to sign. Yeah. No, I mean, I actually, I had that on my list too. And I mean, I thought he, he started the podcast for us and really set the tone and just always been really impressed by him and how seriously he takes his leadership role. And there's this line by, by chief Martin that he says all the time. That's been, that I keep in mind. He says like, you don't have to be sick to get better. I think he actually said that in our pod. Um, I think we talked about that, but I just kind of, he has all these great phrases too that I kind of keep in mind. And uh, I, I draw on sometimes when I'm thinking about, you know, motivating myself to do, to do various leadership uh, activities. Mm-hmm. Um, what's a, what's another highlight for you? One of my favorite podcasts um, was the Student Leaders podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, something that really struck out to me the most was when Ollie was talking about making posters. She just thought about 
every way possible to make it accessible for people. Even, you know, people who are colorblind. So she had to pick colors, I guess, aesthetically pleasing for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, that's something that as like someone who like right now working on the ethicist corner, you know, I created the logo and I created like a lot of other things. I, I just didn't consider them doing that stuff. I don't know. Yeah. 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 And it's, I mean, it's true. Like, and I, 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 I think we're, we're thinking in similar ways because that was one that was on my mind too. And really enjoyed that conversation. Then also just, I mean, given like a, a significant theme in our podcast is, is leadership and ethical leadership. And one of the things that I find really interesting and important is sometimes we like the examples of leaders that you'll study in classes or that you'll be given are like older people, you know, like maybe like longer, like further ahead in their career and yeah. stuff. But actually, I mean, that's like such a great example of how many students, well, A, how leadership can take lots of different forms, first of mm-hmm. all. Like it's not only like massive societal changing actions, but it's also the things you're doing on a daily basis with other students and peers and like Samantha De La Cruz creating like a trans awareness week yeah. and creating Jai's library for a trans student who uh, uh, took her own life. Um, and kind of just these acts of heroism that she has done and, and without much fanfare, right? And she's kind of done that stuff behind the scenes and also just the way, how powerful their articulations were for their motivations and why they do the work. I mean, it's for me, it's super inspiring and an important reminder that our students are not just students, they're leaders. They're people like making significant um, changes in our community in ways that are really courageous. Um, it's important to remember that as teachers, honestly. Yeah, definitely. So it was like, wow, like I, I was kind of um, impressed and, and really like amazed at the, the kind of work that they do as, you know, students, because they're not just, this is not their like full-time job. This is part-time doing all these extracurricular activities and also trying to, you know, go to school and keep up the grades. So it, it was really, really insightful. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. What's, uh, what's another one you have on your list? um another one um and honestly i she was just amazing it was a doc, dr Mar, uh, mary um, barlow yes uh she was just the nicest sweetest person i've ever met like she was greeting us with open arms virtually yes <laughs> yes i liked how she talked about like professional and personal growth and how she tries to implement that, you know, to her um, staff and her leaders and incoming leaders as well. And I think one of the questions you asked her, I'm like, how was this all done? Like you did this whole transition to online in like in a matter of two weeks. And she talked about like making sure that the students have Chromebooks, making sure that there's Wi-Fi and hotspots near the school. So when Mm -hmm. children come to, you know, pick up their lunches, that they could download their coursework. And the the teachers and staff had 72 hours to like really just go at it and make sure that everything was, you know, transferred over online. And I'm like, that's incredible. That's amazing. It really is. I mean, I I thought I was fascinated by that too. I mean, just the... The, the scale of the challenge that her and her organization faced and how like just positive and calm she is. Um, but also really struck by something she talked about kind of empowering others who work with her. Like when you have people who are, you give them responsibility to like, she's talking about like forming a committees and a task force and in different areas and letting people come up with their own solutions and bring that back to the table. 
how people more times than not will actually go above what you even expected. And that's so true. It's like when you have people who are creative and talented and want to do good work in the world, you provide that platform. It's a part of leadership is not you doing everything. It's allowing the people that you're working with to shine, right? And she, I thought she articulated that really, really well. That was, yeah, I really enjoyed that conversation too. And also just you know, thinking about uh, talking about leadership in times of crisis is another kind of highlight for me and has been um, particularly pressing given, you know, we're, we're in this quarantine and facing the COVID era. And speaking with President Lesney uh, was really interesting in that regard and her approach to leading a university. I mean, also kind of this, this massive transition that happens in the matter of weeks. And of course, her leading that effort in, in such a large scale was really fascinating to hear about. And David Womack comes to mind for me too, um, senior VP at Kaiser Permanente, who I thought had some really insightful things to say about uh, working with a team and kind of, you know, helping them kind of define their own values and think together about how they want to apply them. Um, so both of those leaders, particularly around issues of crisis, along with Dr. Barlow, uh, were really fascinating. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I especially, you know, feel it now. There, there's like this whole thing going on Facebook of like people complaining about the graduation ceremony. Mm -hmm. And so right now, I, I'm pretty sure she's facing a lot of, you know, negative feedback on that. But, you know, we have to understand the situation. It's really not her decision to make. Mm -hmm. It's She's just trying to follow the guidelines and, and pressing, you know, the CSU and, you know, Governor, Governor Newsom to see what we can do about the um, graduation ceremony. So I'm pretty sure she's, she's dealing with a lot. So I have to give her so much, you know, credit and um, just thank her for putting safety and health above, you know, anything else. Of the yeah, students. agreed. That has to be, you know, um, definitely front and foremost. By the way, I just want to point out, we all had like all speakers, all of our guests were in incredible. They, they've all Most great, definitely. yeah, great, great guests. But these were my favorite. I just want to point that yeah. out. The whole, the whole, <laughs> the, whole, the, whole, the whole season is a highlight show, really. And if you, if you haven't listened to all the episodes, please do and tell your friends. Um, yes. I, I, one more uh, shout out about Dr. Barlow. September 24th, 2020, uh, we are doing an ethics and leadership event with her. It'll be an interview, different than the Ethicist Corner Pod, but some similar themes, and that'll be open to the public. We'll probably we'll be doing it on Zoom, uh, but we'll be advertising that. So if you if you enjoyed that conversation, September 24th, 6 p.m., um, we'll be advertising that, but keep an eye out for it. You guys are getting an exclusive because the schedule hasn't came out yet. So That's right, that's right. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to mention as well um, that the Kegley Institute of Ethics in the fall and kind of responding to our, our, our current historical moments and issues of uh, racial injustice and working towards racial justice that we want to host uh, a series of events that are going to be dealing with uh, themes related to race, racism, white supremacist extremism and more. Um, just for example, uh, one of those events is going to be an ethics and COVID-19 panel, um, which is going to be featuring um, medical experts, bioethicists, one of whom, Dr. Keisha Ray's um, uh, expertise is specifically on racial disparities in healthcare um, related to COVID-19 and other issues. Um, Christian Picciolini, uh, a person who works against white supremacist extremism in numerous ways and also published a, a author of several books will be with us in October um, and several other events too. So alongside that, I think we, we really like to use the pod to highlight voices of color in our community um, leaders of color in our community 
um, and continue these conversations going because this issue is a marathon, not a sprint. Yes. What's, uh, what's another one you have on your list? Uh, next uh, favorite podcast was definitely Ashley, um, Ashley Blaine Featherson's podcast. Yes. Um, she is so confident. You know, when people like want to become actors or actresses, it's usually kind of like put down upon like, oh, you're not going to mm-hmm. be one. Oh, you're going to LA to be a waitress or a waiter. Like there's these like stereotypes. So I just was really amazed that she was just so confident in herself. Like she went to school and she was really um, glad that she went to school first because a lot of actors, you know, they don't have to. I, I thought it was just so amazing, like how confident she was when she said like, she thought it was weird that people were telling her like, oh, it, you know, you're like, I'm so proud of you. You're doing so good. You're making it, you're doing it. And she's like, what do you mean? Like, obviously that's what I want to do. Got to move to LA. I got to, you know, start working on, on these things. And even now, like when you graduate college, you're scared of like what kind of job you're going to get. So for her to be that confident and move, like she's from like, she's from, uh, uh, from Maryland. And I think just a little bit outside of DC. Yeah. So it's like to go out of state to a whole new place. Like that's, that's really courageous of her. Yeah, no, agreed. I mean, I think it's it's really appropriate for our time and with a lot of uncertainty for many people, for all, almost everybody, right? But also, you know, students facing that particular ways. I, I really enjoyed that too. I enjoyed, I mean, for me, like I'm, I'm from Maryland, right, as well. <laughs> so there's a there's a cool Maryland connection. It was just fun to talk to her about like Old Bay and crabs and random Maryland things. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> but people, people who know me know I, you know, I, I take... It's funny when you grow up in a place and you don't live there anymore, you, you increasingly take pride in just like random things about where you're from that nobody else cares about. So it's good, it's good that, you know, talk to a Marylander. But also, um, you know, another cool thing about that actually was some of the student responses to her interview and her talk. I had some students reach out who were just really impacted by the things you're talking about, Norma, about her kind of bravery and pursuing her career, moving into the unknown, but how positive she is too. I mean, she's yeah. like unshakably positive and I think a lot that resonated with a lot of our students who, are, who have had a really challenging semester um, so uh, yeah that was I was really glad we were able to have her on another thing that I, I kind of liked and I was actually gonna text you this question while mm-hmm. you guys were doing the interview mm-hmm. but she mentioned it and she said I hate when people ask me this question and I was like oh no <laughs> um, <laughs> and it was the questions like you know, in the beginning, like when TV started, there wasn't a lot of representation um, for like black women or, you know, Latinos. So like something that I was wanting to ask that she completely answered was about the future of TV and film and how does, how will that look? And I really liked how she just like, not if I have anything to do with it, like I'm going to make sure I'm working in roles that are also like empowering women um, that's another thing that I did like about her. She said she's just not going to pick roles, you know, to get herself out there. She's going to pick roles that she believes in and sends a strong message to empower women and Black yes. women. So yes. I was like, oh, you know, a lot of Hollywood people are just, you know, like, give me an Oscar, I'll do this, or I'm going to be in this film or this, whatever. Not really considering the impact it has on people because really tv and film is how children see reality the world i guess mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah no well said well said uh, i think that's uh, yeah i was impacted by that too 
And it's like, yeah, so the, the increasing representation in media and TV is not a phase. It's something that's going to be here. And she's committed to continuing that, which is awesome. More power to her. Mm-hmm. The last one on my list was Brian's um, podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because I didn't think anything about like, kind of like gene editing really as a philosophical um, or ethical dilemma. Yeah. Like you don't, you just don't think about kind of, I guess, science in that way, or at least I don't. But I I was really interested to hear about uh, gene editing and how he was talking about they're not going to just do things for the sake of doing things. They're going to do things if there needs to be a reason like when he mentioned that like the issue with gene editing is that people wanting to change cosmetic stuff instead of actual like medical or necessity yeah reasons so that was you know reassuring (laughs) yeah right no no that was i mean yeah that's just the bioethical issues there's so much so much interesting territory there right and that that was an interesting one i've got some good responses back from a couple listeners about that actually like I really didn't know much about, you know, bioethics and, and found that really interesting with the implications of that. And uh, Brian's a talented guy. He's like one of those, I mean, a, a trained philosopher, but who knows the scientific literature like just as well. So it's pretty, pretty impressive stuff. But yeah, I enjoyed that conversation too. Um, another thing that he mentioned, you asked him about like, what do you want people to know about philosophers? Yeah. Um, and he just kind of like debunked every stereotype ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, my sister, my older sister, she was completely into philosophy. Like when I was like a child, she would always like ask me about the trolley dilemma and Superman and God, like, and I always thought they were like philosophers are crazy. Right. They're, they're, <laughs> they're yeah. the guys with the beards thinking about life. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad you mentioned that because I mean, you so, saw I mean, I, you know, part of my, my work is as a, uh, as a philosopher, I'm a philosophy <laughs> professor, but it's, it's funny because it's true. Like philosophy, if we were thinking of like a marketing perspective, it has a real image problem. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, in some ways it's like, philosophy in part is just like kind of like part of the human condition like everybody asks philosophical questions if you're thinking about like meaning in your life you're asking a philosophical question or like what should i do or is this right or wrong like these are all in some part like philosophical questions but like the image of it is often like this very esoteric like and also like a white dude with a beard like you know like <laughs> who's like heads are, head is in the clouds like you know and I mean, you know, that's part of the tradition, right? I mean, Socrates kind of, you know, crazy Socrates back in ancient Athens, white dude walking around in a toga, um, asking <laughs> questions, crazy guy, also very influential guy. But, you know, honestly, it's, I mean, so I think the best philosophical work that is done right now is from philosophers of color and, and feminist philosophers, who, some, some of whom are men, but, but uh, the most prominent are, are women. The, there's a ton of really great work happening there. And it's, it's important to debunk the stereotypes because it's, it's true. Like if people dig a bit deeper, there is some very diverse and uh, impactful work on like race, gender, sexuality, social justice. That's all happening in philosophy, but sometimes just doesn't get exposed, you know? Um, mm-hmm. It's funny. You know, I, mean, I could talk about that for like an hour because it's like <laughs> so much of my work is on philosophy, education uh, and stuff, but I'm glad you brought that point up. Maybe we'll devote a pod, pod to that sometime. Mm-hmm. Did you have another highlight on your list? Oh, no, I was just going to mention really quickly, like Brian talking about Chicago and how they don't put ketchup on a hot dog. That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. I did not know that. So I'm glad I didn't mention how much I like ketchup on my hot dogs. I would have insulted Brian. So for all those listening, um, again, all these episodes are 
are live on all of our platforms. So if you're interested in you know, following up on any of these, uh, give a listen to some of the episodes. There's some good conversations in there. And I think a, a final kind of highlight for me is just, I think one of the things I was interested in, this is kind of a general one, but one of the things I really like about the pod, and I think actually the work of our, of the Kegley Institute more generally is about kind of highlighting the relevance of ethics to our daily lives and our professional lives. So it's not, sometimes people, it's like, it's similar to philosophy in this way. People hear ethics and they think, oh God, this means like somebody lecturing me about, you know, policy and like what I need to do that's that's you know change my behavior or why I'm wrong or you know and sometimes I mean ethics can be like that but actually for me the core of ethics is about people coming together to have conversations about ethical issues in their lives across all different realms and that that shows up for everybody and I think our podcast is a good example of that we have philosophers educators police chief right people in healthcare I mean all of them have things to say about you know, about ethics and leadership. But I think for me, that's one of the coolest things about the pod is all these different dimensions of, of, of how ethics shows up and is relevant. Yeah, definitely. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not a philosophy major. I'm not like, I would go to some Kegley Institute, you know, events, but I wasn't really, you know, this is not my area. Um, But it's still really insightful to hear everyone's perspectives. And um, like you said, just getting together and and have a conversation at the least about what's going on. I mean, you're getting insight information from people who work in healthcare, especially right now because of the COVID-19 situation. Yeah. So it's it's really interesting to hear everyone's point of view and what they have to go through. Um, And it's nothing difficult. I think when people think of like ethics or philosophy, it's like, oh, this is going to be hard. Like you said, it's a lecture, but it's really just, at least for the podcast, it's really just, you know, listening and seeing what's going on in people's jobs and their lives. Yeah, right. Exactly. So one thing that we were thinking about, so Norm and I have been talking about this a little bit, but I wanted to mention to our, our listeners, first of all, that we, we are going to be doing um, a second season of the pod. So this is kind of the, the end of our first season. Um, and we're thinking kind of late summer 2020 to start coming back with some episodes for season two. Um, but we're really interested in what our listeners um, uh, think about the pod and things that you liked, things that you'd like to see differently or guests that you'd like us to interview, um, whether locally in Bakersfield or nationally or shout out to our, you know, Vietnam, Netherlands, uh, <laughs> UK listeners. If you've got people who want to, we're all doing it all on Zoom now, right? So we can talk with literally anybody around the world anytime. But um, our email address for the Kegley Institute, we'll be posting this on social media too, so you can reply there, but it's ethics at csub.edu. And if you'd like to email us suggestions, um, you can send us some lines to that email account. Uh, or when we post on social media, uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Feel free to just comment on our posts with suggestions and we'll, we'll uh, get your feedback there too. But with those things said, like Norma, do you have thoughts? I mean, about kind of like other things on your mind for kind of future directions that you've been uh, percolating on a little bit. I definitely would like to hear people from you know out of Bakersfield and you know specifically maybe out of California. You know, we want to take this podcast a little bit you know more nationally, and I want people to you know take into consideration and really see what we're you know recording like it's it's really interesting stuff um for the future i don't know we'll we'll have to see i think maybe just having different kinds of segments yeah i think that's something yeah i mean i i 
I basically, I, I thought about that too. I mean, one of the things that we've talked about before is you, you mentioned this kind of like the regional versus the national focus. And I think for us, first season, you know, part of what we were doing is figuring out what we are, right? And part of that happens through just seeing what works, right? And, and what, what feels good and, and what people respond to. But I think I agree with you, like kind of having a regional connection, right? For our Bakersfield leaders and students and, and other personalities. But then also, you know, like we did with like Ashley Featherson and, and you know, people who are known nationwide, it's kind of a more anybody can listen to it and understand, you know, what things are about than ought to be in Bakersfield. So I'd like to experiment with that. But then, I, yeah, I agree, like maybe uh, trying some different segments and different features of the podcast. We tried one quarantine island that had to get cut out. <laughs> it had to get cut out. So that's maybe, maybe like the when, uh, when people, you know, are looking back years from now on the start of the Ethicist Corner podcast. Uh, we can re-release Quarantine Island for like a s- <laughs> special listeners. But that, that was basically like a pop culture segment about like music and, and like, you know, during the quarantine period. But we'll have to revamp that one a little bit. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I think, and I think besides that, just, I mean, I, I think continuing what we've been doing really well is having good conversations with interesting people um, for different walks of life. And I think that's one of the things we have done uh, very well. Mm-hmm. We've always like we've had such a diverse um, group of guests too. It's not like sticking to one area. I think we've covered a lot of different areas. Like we mentioned, healthcare, student leaders, you know, acting, like film industry or TV industry, um, police. And again, like for our listeners, definitely hit us up with suggestions. We'd love to know what you'd like to hear, and uh, that would help us inform what we want to do for the next season. Hi, right, Norm. Any any final thoughts on your end? Um, I just want to say thank you to all of our listeners, to all of our guests, to all of the healthcare workers right now, um, and to all the parents and teachers having to educate the next generation of, of future leaders who will be on this podcast 20 plus years from now. Um, and, you know, I hope everyone's staying safe and healthy. Yeah, ditto to all that. Well said. Um, and yeah, just a big thank you to everybody who supported us and, um, everybody just keep staying positive in this quarantine and we'll hopefully be providing more content for you to kind of get through that too. Um, but yeah, just a big thank you to everybody. Again, thank you all for your support of the Ethicist Corner podcast. Be sure to send us feedback and suggestions for topics or interviewees for season two of the pod via email at ethics at csub.edu. You can also message us on any one of our KIE social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Take care and thanks for listening. 